everyone. This is Legend. I'm Sam. <laughs> I'm Amy. And we are a podcast about cryptids, urban legends, and the paranormal. Yes, we are. So, so how's it going? I follow the real Tarzan on Instagram. I think I know who that is, actually. <laughs> he plays with animals all the time. Yes. Yeah, he's pretty cool. But he shared this post the other day, and I thought it was hilarious and perfect timing for this episode. So it's a scenario, and we're going to talk through it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. You are in an arena with 50 hawks, 10 alligators, Three brown bears, 15 wolves, one hunter with a rifle, seven buffalo, one, no, 10,000 rats, five gorillas, and four lions. You have to pick two to defend you against all of the others. Which one would you pick? Or which ones? So... I would pick 15 wolves and four lions. And the reason why is because wolves are pack hunters or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they're going to protect themselves. And then lions are also the same and they're big and they got lots of teeth and stuff. At first, I was going to pick 50 hawks because just the number is big and they're in the sky. So not as likely to get you know knocked down or whatever but then i was thinking they're in the sky and not in front of you (laughs) they might peck people to death but then eventually they'll get like swiped or something and they're probably not as strong and then i was gonna pick the hunter with the rifle because it's an intelligent he'd be in five seconds exactly i was like eh i mean there's no. not enough number to me. Like, no. there's not a- enough. And it's just a rifle. It doesn't say it's an assault rifle or anything. Exactly. I would pick 10,000 rats and the five gorillas. Because wow. 10,000 is a massive number. And when you're that talking, is. like, rats, like, New York City rats, those things would, like, go and tackle down all of the gorilla or all the lions and everything like they would mow them down for the most part and they're like fast and scurrying and if there's a whole bunch overwhelming you you know you don't know which one to go for and there are the- us's yeah so us's then i would pick the five gorillas because they have hands and feet that they can use to tear things in half with yeah. and they're extremely freaking strong like, yeah, they are stronger and than smart. all of those things, and they got the big teeth. They just got it going on. <laughs> well, I think that's a good pick too. Yeah, I yeah. it took a lot in me not to choose the buffalo, but <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it initially. I was like, seven buffalo would make a really good shield, you know, because it mm-hmm. does take a little bit to get them down, and then. You'd have to get over them and everything. And the original post said you only had to survive an hour. Yep. But I like surviving till all of them are done. (laughs) Yep. I like how none of us picked 10 alligators. Well, I mean, what are they going to do? 
grab one thing at a time and roll around right. with it. Right. Death <laughs> roll on land. Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. So, are you ready to get into what we're talking about? I am. Okay. Well, today we have a legend that has been around for almost a hundred years. This legend has a real origin we can trace back that honestly probably isn't that far from being true. Just wow. not not the way the legend depicts. We are talking about alligators in the New York sewer system, or sewer gators as some people know them. With all of your years of living in New York, did you ever hear about this legend? I did not, ever. I have never heard of this. (laughs) That is so weird. I know, Um, born and raised, never heard of it. Maybe it's because you didn't live in the city, New York City? Probably, I mean, I lived in upstate New York, so... Yeah, maybe. I don't know, but I heard about it and I lived in Missouri, so. (laughs) (laughs) So you got any ideas where they might come from? Florida. Well, I mean. That's the only place I would think that it came from. Someone (laughs) had a pet alligator from Florida and they Mm. visited New York. You are on it. Well, first we're going to talk about what an alligator is. The alligator, crocodile, and the gharial are all part of the crocodilia family. I have never heard of gharial in my life. It's not a, like, is it a type of caiman or what? They are found in India and they are those weird crocodile looking things with really big eyes and skinny long snouts. Got it. Got it. Yes. Yeah. So back to alligators. I'm sure everyone knows what they look like, but did you know that the American alligator can grow to 11.2 feet? That is 3.4 meters for our non-American listeners. I had no idea how big they got. I just thought it was huge. (laughs) They can also weigh half a ton. Ooh, almost as much as a car. Half of a car. I have no idea how much cars weigh, but if you say so. (laughs) I don't know either. (laughs) I'm just saying things. I know it's hard to tell crocodiles and alligators apart, but there are two ways to tell from just looking at their mouths. For the first way, I'm going to read you a passage from LiveScience.com. Quote, alligators have an overbite, and so the teeth on the bottom jaw fit into sockets in the top jawline and are concealed. The teeth on the bottom row of a crocodile's jaw, on the other hand, sit on the outside of the mouth and slot into grooves along the top jaw. Sam and I both looked at a side-by-side comparison and it took us a bit to see the difference. Yes. But once you did, it's kind of easy at least on the picture we had, but don't ask me to tell them apart in the wild. I definitely won't be able to. <laughs> nope. The other way is the way I was taught in school, but I have had it backwards ever since it was taught to me. Hmm. Alligators have very U-shaped snouts, very rounded, 
while the crocodile has more of a V-shape or pointed snout. You have that backwards? For some reason, I got it in my head that the alligator had a pointed snout like an A for alligator, and a crocodile had more of a rounded C-shaped snout for a crocodile. I mean, that's actually, if it were true, that'd be a very good way of remembering. I know, but apparently it's flipped and they're just rooting for the other team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea you didn't know that. I mean, I knew it. I just had it backwards. So <laughs> <laughs> the American alligator can be found in most southern states. They prefer fresh water because they don't have salt glands to tolerate salt water for long periods of times. They also prefer nice swampy grounds or a lake. Mating usually takes place in the late spring around May. Something I found interesting was that the temperature of their nest decides whether they have a boy or a girl. If the hmm. temperature is below 87, they tend to be females. and Because we're if, cold-blooded. <laughs> and 90 and above, they also have females. Oh, so to get at least one male, the temperature needs to meet the little sweet spot in between there. Uh, sounds like a man. <laughs> Babies. <laughs> Babies. Now that we got our bit of trivia out of the way, let's get to the legend. Honestly, I never knew there was actually a story for this legend. I always thought it was pretty straightforward. Me neither. I didn't know there was a story. Alligators lived in the sewers. But apparently there's more to it. Back in the early 20th century, a family went on vacation to Florida... As a souvenir, they brought their child. Bought their child? They brought their child. <laughs> As a souvenir. <laughs> to who? The alligator? <laughs> yep. Here you go. Have my child. As a souvenir, they brought their child, a little bibby alligator, and oh brought it God, back to people. New York City with them. I hate people so much. <laughs> When the alligator got too big and a little more hungry, they had to get rid of it. They flushed it down the toilet. A few years later, the child is playing baseball with their friends when the ball rolls into a storm drain. When the kid reaches in to grab the ball, his old pet grabs his arm and rips it off. Well, serves... I mean, the kid didn't do anything. Uh, it was the parents. I but. mean, the kid probably was like but mommy i want an alligator <laughs> the parents are the parents they should have been like hell fucking no you're not having one you know that's not how it works you've seen willy wonka that's how it should work and if you're not prepared <laughs> to say that to your child don't have them <laughs> well, that's true to be fair though a lot of people aren't prepared to have a child they just Neither do Neither was i bitches and i still tell my kids no <laughs> true you're just awesome i guess people just need to have a strong will yeah Don't that's fall not possible. for their puss in boots faces <laughs> the legend has since grown and evolved of course 
and has turned into dozens of pets being flushed. They formed a colony, eating as many New York rats as they can, growing without sunlight and evolving into albino monsters. They are also larger than the average alligator because of the toxic sewer water they reside in. I mean, I believe it. (laughs) And now, sewer workers carry guns to fend off any attack that may happen while they're working. Holy moly, there's commando sewer workers. (laughs) So now, let's talk about why this legend got started. I read an article by the New York Times that shared a lot of their previous headlines about alligators, and then I got a few headlines from some other sources that I'm just going to share with you. Alrighty. However, before I get into that, the first part of the legend is solid fact. People were going to Florida for vacation and buying pet baby alligators. Because they're stupid. There was also an ad in Popular Mechanics that sold baby alligators through the mail for $1.50 in the 1930s. $1.50? Holy moly. And postage. You had to pay for postage. But Oh my gosh. Break the yeah. bank. Mm-hmm. I had even read a story about how a baby alligator appeared in a post office and no one knew where it came from, but they took care of him and fed them until they found the package that had a hole in it and were able to mail the guy in well in a better package. Oh, my God. He was like, no, I want out of here. (laughs) Hey, at least they took care of him. They could have, like, used a fly swatter on him or something. Poor baby. In case you were wondering, it is still legal to mail a baby alligator. Under mailable animals that you can find on the USPS website, section 526.6 states small harmless cold-blooded animals except for snakes turtles and turtle eggs are mailable only when they meet certain requirements then there are a few general requirements like must not require any food water or attention during transport must not create obnoxious odors (laughs) etc But then under specific requirements by animal, the section that includes baby alligators, baby caimans, lizards, salamanders, and others, it is specified that the animal cannot exceed 20 inches in length. That is the only requirement, pretty much. I mean, it has to be packaged properly. Why? Isn't it illegal to sell alligators? Well... This is not a how-to guide. Please do not send baby alligators in the mail unless you are working with a zoo or a vet or a biologist. It is not okay to send one to your ex. Also, before you get any crazy ideas, like Sam said, at least in New York, because that's the only state I looked at, It is illegal on a city and state level to buy, sell, or own alligators in New York without proper permits. Mm -hmm. You can even receive criminal charges for releasing them if you're caught. You should get criminal charges because that is not their ecosystem. And it's 
harmful, you know, if someone just wanders up to this alligator you released. Yep, and it's animal abuse. Yep. So, don't do it. So, in the 1930s is where this legend was really born. But there is a report from all the way back in 1907 of a worker that was cleaning out a sewer when they were bitten by a small alligator. Aww, was yeah. it just a small one? Yep, just a, it was like a little baby. Like, I think they said it was maybe a foot or so. Aww. Little guy. They had learned that it was an escaped pet and were able to return it to its owners. They should have returned it to wherever it came from. Not not its owners. I mean, it's natural habitat. <laughs> in the 1930s, there were several alligator sightings in New York. In 1932, police went on a hunt in the Bronx River for a few alligators that escaped from captivity in Belleville. Later that year, some kid brought in a three-foot dead one and said that they had found it in the Bronx River and claimed there were two more, but none were ever found. Hmm. Up next is the story from 1935 that was reported in newspapers with headlines like, Alligator found in Uptown Sewer in the New York Times. Eight-foot gator lassoed in Harlem sewer in the New York Daily News. And eight-foot alligator hauled by boys out of sewer in the Herald Tribune. An eight-foot alligator was hauled by boys? Yep. Those are some brave boys. (laughs) This is the story that is attributed with starting the legend. On February 9th, 1935... Some kids were shoveling snow into a sewer. I assume it was probably the storm drain and not like they took a manhole cover off or something. Mm -hmm. While shoveling, they noticed something in the sewer and made a lasso out of a clothesline and pulled it out. Turns out it was an eight foot alligator weighing around 125 pounds. Wow. Obviously, it was a bit grumpy. And tried to snap at one of the kids. (laughs) They decided to take their shovels and kill it. I hate people. (laughs) It snapped at me. I'm going to kill it. I lassoed (laughs) it out of a hole in the ground. Yeah, I interrupted its day so that it could try to hurt me so I could kill it. Supposedly... I have no idea how they traced it, but they say that it had been an escapee from a Florida steamer that had been passing on the East River. And looking for somewhere warm, the alligator had entered the sewer from an outflow pipe. He was on the run. Yeah, he was. Some workers at the Barren Island incinerator, where the body was taken for disposal, told the eagle that they had cut off a few patches of the alligator's hide, so maybe some of this guy is still around. Or deteriorated. Oh, okay. I was like, wait, I thought they killed it. But no, you mean like the little pieces of its skin. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe somebody has that hidden away. I don't doubt it. 
Like, this is a part of the alligator that started it all. <laughs> In 1937, a barge captain pulled a four-foot alligator out of the East River. When he tried to have the police take it, they said, nah, and he got a new pet. Then (laughs) they didn't want it. So he just kept it? Supposedly. And, like, that's what the newspaper article says. He probably just put it back in the water. (laughs) Not better. No. In just a week or so later, a two-foot-long alligator was found wandering the platform of a Brooklyn subway station. Reportedly, it had climbed out of a trash can. Could you imagine seeing that? You're in a place where alligators (laughs) do not inhabit, and you're just watching an alligator walk by you. That'd be pretty scary. I don't even know. I mean, in that case, like the two foot one, I'd just be like, oh, look, I held one of those once. (laughs) (laughs) But I don't know. It's just, oh, wait, not once, twice. Sorry, you weren't my first time. I've held one. I can't even tell you how many times now. (laughs) I touch them all the time. I held one in Florida where they belong. True. And then another one with you guys. We have the alligator farm here because of dumb people who like to buy illegal exotic pets. Yep. And retired movie stars. And retired movie stars, yes. They like to rescue exotic animals. So they're, they're, they're not a person that owns them. They are a what a company a rescue probably i'd say rescue that sounds yeah good. yeah yeah i just wonder do are there like little pools heated or anything i don't know i don't think so because you know like they're cold-blooded and colorado gets really cold Mm-hmm. but i think they go into like a daze or a coma or something i don't know like a self-putting coma and they go when the water freezes yeah, but I'm pretty sure it does. It wouldn't take the water freezing to get to them. It would just take it getting like to fifty degrees. Well, yeah. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, but somewhere around there. But I'm I'm pretty sure that I've read that like when the water freezes, mm-hmm. they literally just yeah. I've seen are that comatose. They're like frozen in the water. Yeah. And then they're still alive, but their bodies like Yeah. Just like the iguanas in Florida that when it gets below forty they they fall out of the trees. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny to think of it raining iguanas, but it's kinda sad because some of them get hurt. Yes. Poor guys. Anyway, back to the story. Now things get a little interesting with the introduction of teddy may without teddy may the stories probably would not have evolved into such a big legend in the 1950s teddy paired up with an author robert daly for his book world beneath the city the book initially was going for non-fiction but I'm not sure you can take Teddy's word at 100%. (laughs) 
he uh, has a little artistic license on it. Yeah, apparently he was quite the character. I'm not going to get too far in on him, but if you need to read a bit more about him, the book is a really good place to start, but there's also a website called sewergator.com that has some information on him. Basically, this guy either had the most extraordinary life or he was really good at making people believe his stories. Mm, He had that charisma. Yeah. He was a sewer worker who supposedly had done things like track down a $25,000 ring belonging to General Grant's daughter. Wow. Saved a co-worker from freezing cold floodwaters. Tracked down murder weapons and other criminal evidence, which led to him also being in court a lot, um, you know, trying against Mm -hmm. people. That I could believe. There are people who do that. Yeah, but like the numbers of how many times is a little ridiculous. (laughs) (laughs) He's, He's a lucky guy. Yeah, yeah. In the 1930s, Teddy May was, <laughs> Teddy May was, was, he was, was, fuzzy was, he was a bear. Teddy May was, was a superintendent of the sewers. He might have been commissioner, although in folklorist Jan Brunvend, who we've talked about before, uh, he has a book called Encyclopedia of Urban Legends. He claims I own book, it. Yeah, the book I bought for Sam when we started this. And recently I've bought it for myself because I keep asking her to send me pictures of it. <laughs> <laughs> In the book, he claims that an informant had hinted that holy crap, another double word. Hinted you were that, at it. Hinted that that. So my word count's not accurate. I'm sorry. Oh, damn. You lied by two words. Oh, I don't know. It's probably more. Uh, they hinted that Teddy being a commissioner for the sewers might have been another one of his tall tales. Oh, they can't verify his employment? I guess not. I don't Wait, know. Wait, was this the 1930s or the 1950s? So the book was written in 1950s, but he, well, he actually retired in the 1950s and passed away in the 1950s, I do believe. Ooh, busy year. He worked in the sewers from the 30s right okay. up to the 50s. Okay. So I don't know if they have accurate records or not. Mm-hmm. It doesn't sound like it's known for sure. I mean... From what I've seen, Jan Brunvin seems to do pretty good research from, like, the other legends we've talked about, but he is the only one that had that info. Everybody else was like, yeah, he was the commissioner. Gotcha. In Robert Daly's book, Teddy recounted a time when his workers came to him claiming to have seen a colony of massive albino alligators. He didn't believe them and went in to take a look around for himself. He was soon turned into a believer and started making his workers carry guns for protection. Ooh. Ah. 
In an article with the New York Times in 2009, Robert Daly admitted that he thought the story was exaggerated, but still held belief that there might have been at least a few alligators. I mean, I could believe that there were a few alligators because people were taking them back from Florida. Mm-hmm. But a gang of albino alligators. <laughs> massive mm, albino. Yeah, massive ones. Probably not. Yeah. In the 80s, John Flaherty. I probably messed that up. A spokesman for the Sewer Bureau had an interview with the New York Times. In the interview, he said, quote, I could cite you many cognate logical reasons why the sewer system is not a fit habitat for an alligator. But mm-hmm. suffice it to say that in the 28 years I have been in the sewer game, neither I nor any of the thousands of men who have worked to build, maintain, and repair the sewer system has ever seen one. And a 10-foot, 800-pound alligator would be hard to miss. Yep. And I, w- I believe that 100%. They, That's not the habitat for them. No. <laughs> I don't think there's a food source, really. I mean, unless you count rats. Yeah. That's I that is generally what everyone says. <laughs> yep. Rats. Lots of rats. I mean, it is New York. They have lots of rats. <laughs> they do. And they're pretty big. Yep. He also said that he had seen rats, stray fish, insects, street gang clubhouses, and dead bodies, but no alligators. Street gang clubhouses. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was funny because you always see in movies people making little clubhouses or rooms in sewers. Or like oh, yeah, in, that's true. in Fallout, all the sewers that we travel around like right. on Thursday when we got trapped. Or right. Tuesday. That is Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. But I never pictured it being a real thing. But I mean, it would be a free, mostly easy place to get to. You just smell really bad all the time. Mm, yeah. A few more gator sightings have happened since. In 1997, a four-foot alligator was found in Casina Lake in Queens. 2001, a two-foot caiman was found in Central Park. The Department of Environmental Protection issued a statement that people were unsure about. They said it should be thrown. Oh, yeah. All of this is about the Cayman. (laughs) Okay, I was like, what? I realized I didn't make that clear. This is about the Cayman. They said it should be thrown back into its natural habitat, the sewers. Everyone took it as a joke. The sewers? But the guy that said it was very insistent that he was being serious. I think they need a new one of whatever his job position is. (laughs) Yeah, I... I I hope he was just joking and he's just being an ass and thinking he's funny. Yeah, I hope so too. I guess he had said something about it being much warmer in the tunnels than in the lake or something like that. Not much. Yeah. <laughs> but Caymans, I know they're, I think, I don't know actually if they are legal pets anymore, but I know that... We have an exotic pet store 
in Colorado Springs. And this was like the 10, 15 years ago that I was in it. <laughs> but they had Caymans for sale in there. They also had a full grown Cayman like as their like shop pet. Nice. Mm-hmm. Cool. Real cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, people. Mm-hmm. In 2003, there was a three-foot alligator in Alley Pond Park. Alley in... Pond Park. That's a cute name. Yes. In August 2010, a reporter was headed home when they saw a crowd and a pool and police standing by. They stopped and asked what was going on. Apparently, there was a baby alligator about two foot long hiding under a car. Oh, they got a picture of it and wrote a pretty lengthy article about it. (laughs) It had been a super rainy day, so they think that maybe it had been flushed out of the sewer, but no one can say for sure. Poor guy. He's probably like, where the fuck am I? (laughs) And lastly, just a week before I started research, on February 20th, there was a four-foot alligator found in Brooklyn's Prospect Park. I bet people just are ditching them. Oh, definitely. It was a very cold day, and the alligator looked very lethargic. When I looked at the images, I thought it also looked like it was emaciated, like... It kind of looked like it was deflating. Uh, He was taken to the Bronx Zoo. I hope he makes it and gets all fat and sassy. Me too. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but pretty much all of those stories were about alligators being found everywhere but in the sewers. (laughs) (laughs) I did notice. Minus the 1907 story and the legend-making story from 1935. Despite not having recent sightings or any real evidence, this legend has inspired many books, movies, and characters. And I'm going to tell you of some of them. Obviously, there was Robert Daly's book in 1959. But before that, there was an episode of Leave it to Beaver where they bought an alligator from an ad. What? In 1963, Thomas Pynchon released a novel called V, where you could purchase alligators from Macy's, and the main character hunts down albino alligators throughout the sewers. Wow, Macy's. Yeah. (laughs) You're gonna love this one. In 1975, there was a pornographic film released called Suprentis RN, where nurses are apparently treating wounded scuba divers who had just finished hunting alligators in the New York City sewers. What the fuck? I don't know, and I don't want to know the rest of what happens. That is so specific. (laughs) I know. That is a pornographic movie. Not just a porn. It's they get into it. They they put time into that. Scripts and sets, probably. I don't know. I didn't see it. (laughs) But it it definitely had a story. (laughs) In 
1980, a horror film called Alligator was released. It doesn't I take... I I've heard of that. You probably have. It's pretty big. I mean, like, I've seen it everywhere and I always ignore it. <laughs> yeah, same, I think. <clears throat> it doesn't take place in New York. I think it's actually somewhere in Missouri. It is about a family going to Florida for vacation, watching an alligator wrestler get attacked, but not murdered, then buying an alligator and bringing it home. Where is the logic in that? I don't know. Where is the logic? That looks like fun. Let's get our leg torn off. Yeah, and I mean, I cannot stand people who wrestle alligators, so whatever, but (laughs) there's no logic. Yeah. So the the father finds alligator poop by the hamper and gets really mad, like really mad, and flushes the alligator. Many years later, body parts start showing up in the waste treatment center. Uh-oh. And it's eventually discovered that there's an enormous alligator living in the sewers. Fucking pissed off at all humans. <laughs> Supposedly, the alligator that was flushed had been living off of tossed lab specimens that had been injected with growth hormones or something of that sort that made it grow to the size of a car. Wow. I watched it for research. Oh. (laughs) Was it good? Uh, It surprisingly wasn't as gimmicky as I thought it would be for an 80s film about a giant alligator but Mm -hmm. would i recommend it probably not that's a better review than 99 percent of the movies i've watched for my (laughs) research (laughs) i mean honestly i was surprised it wasn't like god-awful terribleness that i thought it was gonna be it it sounds like an alligator an alligator (laughs) version of uh arachnophobia for some reason yeah, kind of. Yeah. It did have an actor that I recognized, but I don't know his name. Oh. Yeah. yeah. But that, 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 that's that. Uh, in 1987, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles had a character called Leatherhead. That was an oh, alligator living in the sewers. I know who yeah. Leatherhead is. Yeah. He was in the comics and the games. Uh, that little tidbit reminded me of Killer Croc and Batman. And to quote the Batman fandom wiki, Waylon Jones, also known as Killer Croc, is an alligator wrestler and and sideshow freak turned Gotham City mobster, sewer-dwelling super criminal and enemy of Batman. (laughs) Uh, I know his name is Killer Croc, but Come on. They had obviously been inspired by the legend. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Living in the sewer? Killer Al doesn't have the same ring, you know? Yep. In 2001, Tom Otterness. Why are otters such a thing in this podcast? Otterness? Otterness. Because they're cute. <laughs> uh, he has a bronze sculpture that is displayed in a subway station at 14th Street and 8th Avenue of an alligator popping out of a manhole cover to grab a kid with a money bag as a head. 
I didn't get that part. Money bag as a head. Yeah. I don't understand that part, but you know, it's an alligator. It's kind of cute. It's just a sculpture. Yep. A bronze sculpture on the ground. Hmm. (laughs) In 2002, there was a children's book by Richard Waring called Alberto the Dancing Alligator about an alligator dancing in a bathroom when he is accidentally flushed. (gasps) Sad. (laughs) Also in 2002, the Weekly World News. Have you ever heard of them? No. They're like, you know, one of those hoax newspapers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I assumed. Yeah. (laughs) They had a hysterical article titled, New York sewers are running out of alligators and scientists want to save them. Why? They don't belong there. (laughs) I mean, save them by relocating them, but they don't belong in New York. In the article, they had a fake woman from a fake Save the Sewer Gators coalition (laughs) saying that the pollution was destroying their habitat. They had fake statistics to go along with it. It was actually like the onion. pretty funny. Yeah. They ended the article with, quote, a major obstacle confronting the activists in New York is that the New York officials concerned about terrorism, concerned about tourism. <laughs> I was like, whoa, what? <laughs> I can't read. Refuse to publicly acknowledge the endangered alligators even exist. If they continue to ignore this crisis in a few years, there won't be a single alligator left in the New York sewers, warns Miss Gisham, the fake person. Because <laughs> that's what people really want, is alligators uh, in the sewer. Exactly. Which... I mean, it is true the New York City Bureau of Sewers does deny the existence of alligators (laughs) living in the sewers. I highly doubt it's because they're hiding something. In one article, it mentioned a $400,000 machine that was being used to clean out the sewers around 2010, and it never found one single alligator. Supposedly... They also sell alligator merchandise, but I couldn't find a link or anything. So if you're in New York and you find it, let us know. Heck yeah, I'm going to have to ask my family to get me one (laughs) if they see it anywhere. No. One more thing I'm going to tell you about is the unofficial holiday to celebrate this legend. There's a holiday. It's Alligator Day. And it's celebrated in February, so not too long ago for us. On the anniversary of the snowy day the legend was created, Michael Michonne, a New York historian, came up with it and officially announced it February 9th, 2010. From the looks of it, he puts on a lecture about the alligator-filled past of the city. Uh, The one that I had seen was $20 to attend. (laughs) So if you have $20 you want to spend on a little lecture, go for it. Next February. So 
That, my friend, is the sewer alligators of New York City. That was a fun one. <laughs> For me, I believe the reports, you know, one or two a decade or so just found in the city. I don't think there are colonies of albino giants or anything. They would have to, they would have had to go through so much evolution in the last century to mm-hmm. get to a point of living comfortably down there. I could see them living off of the rats and whatnot, but remember that little interesting fact about their nesting? Mm-hmm. That and the fact that they made in May, they would have to maintain a high temperature for four months in order for their babies to come out just right. Um, and according to Google, the average temperature throughout the months never even reached that high in New York. So I don't see how it would work. <laughs> I don't think so. Not to mention, New York gets cold. Very. They're not going to like that. They're going to spend half their lives in hibernation. Yep. So what do you think of it? You believe it? I believe like you believe that people <laughs> got a few and probably dumped them somewhere. Yeah. But no, I don't think there are alligators that <laughs> inhabit the sewers regularly. Could, could you imagine flushing an alligator? Like, yeah, sure, you buy it and it's really little, like kind of turd sized. But mm-hmm. by the point that you want to get rid of it, it is not that turd size anymore. And it is going to clog your pipes. I just, yeah, I I was going to say, they tell you not to flush a tampon down yeah. the yeah. toilet. So I don't think an alligator is going to, you know, go it's easily little, at least. It's a little bit bigger than a tampon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where would you place it on the weird shitto meter? Probably like a four. Okay. Why? I feel like it has happened that there has probably been one down there. (laughs) And I feel like, but I feel like it's all pretty explainable. But also the thought of if there was Mm. is pretty scary. Mm. Interesting. So, you know, I don't know if I'm just ridiculously desensitized, but if I saw a news report tomorrow that said, giant alligator colony found in the sewers of New York City, I'd probably be just like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to rate this one at a three, mostly because, you know, science says it's kind of hard Not for possible. that to be happening but i'm no expert you know that they, they could have adapted really fast evolution bro evolution it's been almost 100 years so so anyway tell us what you guys think of the alligators have you ever seen one have you seen an alligator in new york in general have you ever ordered an alligator by mail? Let us know. I and hope not. I hope not to, but they might work for a zoo or something. You don't know. Maybe. 
And while you are at it, why don't you tell us about the time your bestie got catfished by a murderous demon that had been trapped in a computer and needed her help to be brought into the land of the living again. Did I do that one? I don't think so. I don't know. I'm going to need to actually pay attention. Also, tell us about the time you were investigating the mysterious deaths of a naval destroyer crew who all died from accelerated aging. That sounds really familiar. It should. What is it? X-Files. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was like, (laughs) that, I know, I've seen that. And definitely don't forget to tell us about the time that you heard your partner come home and run up the stairs, and when you tried to go greet them, they weren't there, but the door was unlocked. That was my own tune. (laughs) Oh, you can do that, by the way. Um, (laughs) You get so distracted. (laughs) This is legendpod at gmail.com if you want to send those directly to us. Um, Or... You could go to our website, thisislegendpod.com. There's a submission form. And also check us out on our social medias, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at thisislegendpod. Keep it spooky, classy, and sassy. But most of all, keep it legendary. Bye. Later, gator. (laughs) 